Coming to you from the island of Hawaii, it's the Big Island Beat Podcast. And now, here's your host, Steve Roby. Welcome to another episode of the Friday edition. Happy Aloha Friday. We've got a very special show for you today, and my guests include rising star Nick Wong, Courtney Costin Booth, the artistic director from the Aloha Theater, Georgia Skinner, founder of Creative Labs Hawaii, and producer Charles Michael Brotman. Speaking of Charles, here's a new track he produced by the Barrel Thieves featuring Chick called We Are the Party. Since the pandemic hit, local musicians have been struggling to make ends meet. To give them some assistance, the state is now offering free virtual programs for musicians and songwriters. Here to explain how the program works is Georgia Skinner, founder of Creative Labs Hawaii. Aloha, Georgia. Aloha. Thanks for having me on the call today and really appreciate being on your podcast. You're doing great work. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Before we discuss the free webinars, can you tell our listeners how bad the performing arts industry has been impacted by COVID-19? Oh my gosh, yes. Uh, I think that uh, not just locally here in Hawaii, of course, we're mostly concerned about that, but uh, across the United States, I mean, there's a very important report done by the Brookings Institute, which 
really says that the impacts to the economy are having a devastating impact on the creative and performing arts sectors in particular. What that means is that unfortunately, this is like a 65 to 85% swing in terms of people still out of work, not being able to qualify for unemployment insurance, and very limited in terms of what, unfortunately, the PUA program was able to deliver. So at Creative Industries, we're really focused right now on helping our performing arts community. And, you know, kudos to um, Kahilu and others on Hawaii Island, especially live from the Empty Palace that are doing great work uh, as they are statewide, pivoting and performing arts organizations into a uh, digital format. And that's where we think there is a nexus with some of the great panels that we're offering. Exactly. Uh, We've learned to adapt to how things are happening here on the Big Island. As you mentioned, the Palace Theater in Hilo has a video series and the Kihilu Theater just uh, kicked in. Kihilu.tv, a separate channel where they'll do audience-less performances. So, and I've talked to a lot of musicians here on the Big Island and there was that really rough patch between March and April of this year where venues were closed. In fact, they've shut down is uh, Gertrude's Jazz Bar in Kona. Uh, They've closed their doors. They're looking for a new owner, somebody to come in, step up. But, you know, it was such a landmark. And uh, who knows what 2021 uh, was going to look in the days ahead. Well, yeah, I think that's part of why we need to embrace from Creative Industries at Department of Business, Economic Development and Tourism, from our perspective, it's really important that we do be the advocate for this cluster, not only the performing artists, but the venues that support them. And where better for us to raise our spirits and be able to, you know, eventually get back to those those venues, we've got to do something in the interim. And that's why we've launched sort of a digital performing arts and performing arts venues program, asking for funds to be able to disseminate that statewide. So we're a little ways away from it, but uh, we were hoping for CARES Act, but that didn't work out. So uh, we are, you know, pleading with our congressional teams as well as our governor and legislature to hopefully be able to do that. Uh, but that's why I think what you're doing is important. And I just, for the viewer listeners that you have out there and those that are watching this great work that's coming across on uh, digital platforms, please continue to do that and know that we all want to help make sure that our performing arts community, especially our creative and cultural arts, are still vibrant and alive. And, you know, there's over 6,000 people that are affected just on Hawaii Island. Well, some of the musicians here on uh, the Big Island may not know about Creative Labs Hawaii or how it functions. Can you give us a brief overview? So Creative Lab Hawaii was established uh, in 2013, and we started on media mostly, so screenwriting, producing. And then we went ahead and added about four years ago the Creative Lab Music Immersive, which unfortunately we can't do this year. Uh, But what that does is it brings in singer-songwriters and matches them with producers and uh, placement companies that are focused on placing original music in film and television so that that way our uh, people here at home will be able to license their work and never have to leave home uh, to do that. So it's been very successful. We're about a half a million in in terms of uh, the number of placements that have been done for Hawaii singer-songwriters. And now we're looking at a wonderful uh, new pivot, (laughs) 
<laughs> because we can't do the immersive program and bring uh, folks in and, and go into recording studios to record these tracks, we're now offering these online panels that are free for everyone. And really, it's under the, the uh, moniker of Get Pay for Your Music, Navigating New Revenue Streams. And we've had a couple already about online royalties and how to get your music into film and TV. But a shout out to Charles Brotman, who yes, is indeed, our yeah. lead and our executive director and a you know icon in, in so many ways. He's really not old enough to be an icon, but <laughs> you know, uh, but he sure he sure carries the torch for all of our artists and his passion and his family's passion to make this Creative Lab music immersive and the ancillary programs happen is just uh, we couldn't do it without him and the magic happens that way yes i also think hawaii island has something to do with that too yeah yeah he he and his family were very disappointed this year when they couldn't put on the hawaii songwriting festival and introduce uh, musicians not only here on the big island but all around the world to uh um grasp the idea of going beyond performing live or recording an album oh, yeah. and getting your music into TV and film. And it especially works during these unusual times of not being able to gig in a, at a live venue. So um, Exactly right. Yeah. And I think that's the beauty of, you know, what, what has happened with many of ours, uh, a recent win, which was a six figure placement for two uh, Oahu based singer songwriters uh, was a, uh, a song that they composed uh, last year called Keep You Safe, which was then licensed to a very major uh, medical um, uh, company uh, in the U.S., uh, one of the largest. And uh, they're a medical services companies. So they are providing, you know, frontline help for COVID uh, in nursing and, and other ancillary uh, services in that way in our medical field. And, you know, they, they also they licensed the song. The song's also been placed in Magnum P.I. and you know, uh, all kinds of TV shows. There's two more, of course, Music yeah. for Advertising, which really focuses on, you know, those great spots that you see for, you know, the new Apple um, or uh, iPhone or iPad or, okay, Samsung. We don't want to leave anyone out here. Mm -hmm. right, <laughs> but, right, right. Uh, you know, the, there is such big money in composing specifically for a certain in-queue and out-queue for advertising. And this uh, uh, Set Music will be one of the key panelists for the Monday, December 7th Music for Advertising and how to license your music for that. And uh, Thursday, December 10th will be Production Music Libraries. And this is really important because you want to create your music, own your publishing rights, and license it to other libraries or develop your own like Charles has done. Uh, so I think that this is really uh, important and you know, most music on TV and even streaming services and all that has been coming from music libraries. So we've got great panelists from uh, Adam Taylor, who's been uh, a key figure at the Hawaii Songwriters uh, Festival for quite some time uh, from APM Music. Dan Brown from Crime Sonics, uh, Christy Carruda from Five Alarm Music, and moderated by uh, Morgan McKnight from the Production Music Association. So we've got a lot of people coming in that have been able to place things in many, many shows. And uh, we've got a great list if you're interested in how many placements have come from Hawaii singer-songwriters uh, in film and television. Those interested, uh, especially to our listeners on the Big Island and beyond, who can participate? Do you have to have uh, certain credentials or can just anybody register? No, nope. anyone can register. I mean, if you're um, a child, uh, you know, like if you're 10, I, I hope that, I mean, I'm not 
exclusive to an age. <laughs> so whether you're 10 or 100, it doesn't matter. I think if we can impart some valuable information to uh, aspiring singer-songwriters as well as those who are already seasoned artists, uh, this is an important time for you because what COVID has done is it's shown us that there are opportunities, great opportunities in the vast global market for Hawaii music. Absolutely. And think, yeah. And so, you know, we hope to continue this kind of uh, ongoing uh, seminar and panel series uh, in the future. Uh, we do want to continue to do this. We think it's very important. We're looking forward to engaging people statewide as well as from you know, uh, connecting them with the mentors and people from outside of Hawaii that could make a difference in their careers. You must have um, got some feedback over the years from uh, some musicians who attended these previous seminars. Uh, what, what's it been like? What, what do you hear? Well, um, life changing, um, you know, a career path was going nowhere. And now I can't believe I get checks in my mailbox for music that I placed thanks to Creative Lab Hawaii. So, um, you know, a lot of this, the comments are just so great. You know, they uh, there were a few avenues. And I think many artists feel that, you know, other than gigging or downloads, which obviously aren't really paying what CD sales used to. Right. Um, it's really tough. And, you know, being and growing up in the music business myself, with my dad being a recordist, um, I think part of what I understand and what I feel for the people that I'm advocating for in the music and performing arts industries is that just like Kaylana said, and now she's learned to the possibilities are endless and be able to create connections and collaborate with creatives, you know, like Kenny Loggins and others. But she feels that we've only scratched the surface and that we need to keep going. So I can promise Kaylana as well as anyone listening that we're not stopping. Right. And the great thing, yeah, great thing is that the community has really picked up the the component of building a community around this idea. So uh, we're thrilled about that. And that was um, just our role to be a catalyst to help our artists monetize their work and protect their IP in ways they didn't think of before. That's great news. I'll put a link uh, in the show description below uh, how folks can register. It's just really easy. I, I, you know, put the link there, click on it, and it goes right to a, um, a registration page. You fill in the blanks and you're done and you get uh, a nice email a day or so later and uh, you, you're told uh, where the Zoom uh, conference is going to be and you go there and you watch it and you learn. Yes, exactly right. And hopefully we'll be able to launch some more beginning the first quarter of next year I think that you're just going to continue to see us at Creative Industries and DBED try to forge new avenues of connections with bigger players to be able to connect them to our artists and be able to integrate that music. We right. have three television series coming this, uh, this fall, and uh, all of them need original music. That's my belief. So we'll do our best to uh, engage those music supervisors as well. The problem is not the talent. <laughs> it's just learning how to get get your music out. Yeah, there. exactly. And I think part of it is that's the reason why Creative Industries was established, is to bring the business acumen and the business opportunities to our creative community statewide. And it's a really proud role that I play and our team plays, and we're very grateful to be doing it. 
And thank you for doing that. Is there anything else you'd like to add before we go? Uh, we do have some Creative Lab media uh, programs. We're doing a whole theater track this year, acting, virtual reality, and there are public panels coming up for that. So you can go to creativelab.hawaii.gov events page. And you can uh, also see additional free public programs if you want to sign up for those. And they will all be virtual on Zoom. So please do. We encourage you. The first one starts this weekend on acting. All right. <laughs> a little bit of something for everyone. Yes, that's right. our job. And a good job you do. Georgia, oh, thank you. Georgia, mahalo so much for being on the podcast today. Much success with this program. Thank you. And much success to you, too. Uh, we want to see your... Uh, you, you out there as much as possible. You're doing a great service for not only the Hawaii Island community, but our whole island state, especially for our musicians. So mahalo. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. And aloha. Aloha. And as a follow-up, here's producer Charles Michael Brotman with some final thoughts on why these free webinars are important to Big Island musicians. I think that with digital technology and streaming right now is probably one of the best times ever for music creators. It's paramount for music creators to really understand how the business works and where the royalty, various royalty streams flow from. And that's what this series of webinars is about, is to touch on different areas of the music business and make sure that Hawaii's music creators really understand what they need to do to make sure that they're getting paid for their music. I hope that all of the music creators in Hawaii do participate in these webinars. doesn't matter whether you're just getting started or whether you're a seasoned pro in the music business. These are things about the business that are constantly changing. So all of us need to be constantly refreshing and learning uh, about all of these new avenues, particularly regarding streaming. So hope to see you on the webinars. Hey, Big Island music fans. Would you like to be part of the podcast? If you go to our website, bigislandmusic.net, you can record a comment about the show or tell us about a musician you'd like to see interviewed. Just click on the microphone icon and start recording. Don't forget to tell us where you're located. Your comments might be included in a future podcast. So head over to bigislandmusic.net. We'd love to hear from you. You're listening to the Big Island Beat. Joining us on the phone now is Courtney Coston Booth, the artistic director for the Aloha Theater. Welcome, Courtney. Thank you, Steve. It's great to be here. Yeah, great. Thanks for being a guest on the beat. Sure. On last week's show, we had directors from the Palace and Kahilu Theaters, and I want to reach out to you and see how your theater is connecting with the community during this pandemic. How have things changed for the Aloha since it's closed its stores to the public? Gosh, Steve, I guess a better question would be how haven't things changed? <laughs> the, um, we are still alive and booming, which is really well, which is going really well for us. Even though our, we don't have people sitting in our audience, we still have a really wide variety of virtual shows. So we're working on our sixth virtual show right now. And the great thing about these virtual shows is that um, sometimes, depending on the length, they're they're quite short. So it's fun to tune in for 45 minutes or so and check something out uh, digitally. 
Um, but also everything that we're doing right now is a way to kind of gift uh, our art to the community. So all of our tickets are free. Um, oh. So so yeah, so which has been really great. Um, we obviously appreciate donations, but all of the the work that we're doing right now is is free to the public. So really for us, um, we're trying to make theater as accessible as possible during this time. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> Uh, free yeah. free performances. <laughs> what what planet are we living on? <laughs> That's great. Can you tell us about about some of those new shows? What what are the titles? Yeah, so we just wrapped up. Um, we did an audio recording of the world, which was quite fun. Um, I adapted the script to make it the alien invasion take place right here in Kona. Um, so I think a lot of listeners really enjoyed that. Um, we also just wrapped up our main stage production, which was Queen of Makaha Rel Sun, and that was a small cast of three really amazing women. And so for those shows, we we go about it the the same way we would any other main stage production, with the exception of not having a live audience. So we build the set, we have all of the costumes, we have all of the same rehearsals in the space using obviously CDC guidelines of keeping everybody safe and, you know, just making sure that we're abiding by all of the rules to keep everybody healthy as possible. Sure. Um, but yeah, and so so then we have a videographer come in and film two to three sh- three rehearsals of and 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 then takes about a week a week and a half to edit and then we've got that link available on our website so you've got 24 hours to watch that link and again it's free so you can just uh, log on our website grab tickets make a donation if you if you're so inclined and mm-hmm. and go about it that way that's a lot of work <laughs> yes it is um but but you know we're, one of the things that we're we're really just excited and proud of right now is that, you know, there's a lot of people, especially some of our actors, they've got families who live on the mainland. And it's such an awesome opportunity. If there was a silver lining to doing videography for the shows, it's being able to have friends and family from from literally nationwide be able to tune in and see the stuff that we're doing right here at the Aloha Theater. It's mm-hmm. it's not something that we would really get to do any other way. So it's we're, we're trying to take advantage of, of this opportunity and, and trying to find the positivity in doing you know, and doing videos and not, and not unfortunately having a live audience here. Right. We're always finding new ways to adapt uh, during these uncertain times here. How can folks yeah. watch these shows? Walk us through uh, the steps. For example, the show that we've got coming up next, it opens December 11th. It's called It's a Wonderful Life, but it's a live radio play. So what it is, is five actors recreate the entire movie and all of the characters in the movie. And we've also got a Foley artist, Victor Lugo, who creates all of the sound effects from the performance. So what happens is we're, we're in rehearsals now, and that link will be live for audiences on our website through Vendini starting December 11th. So if you want to get tickets, you can log on to our website click on the little button up top right that says get tickets. You can choose the show and then it'll walk you through the process. So what happens is it'll send you a link and that link will be available for 24 hours. So if you want to watch it that evening, you can. If you want to watch it the next the next day, that's fine too. If you want to kind of break it up, you can. Um, so it's pretty flexible in, in that capacity. What's the website address? Yeah, so it's www.alohatheater.com. And then just go to uh, one of the various pages there. and uh... Yeah, so on our landing page, so as soon as you click on the homepage, um, a little link will be at the top right corner that says get tickets. And you can click on that link and, and get tickets that way. Wow, that's easy. <laughs> you were mentioning <laughs> that uh, this is a radio show, an old time radio show, like from the, I guess, from the 30s and 40s. Did you use any um, sound effects? I know back then my folks would tell me that uh, it really, the experience was like, you know, being there because you used your mind to imagine what's going on. Tell me about that. 
Yeah, so it's really fun. So we decided that this would be an, an awesome show to kind of swap out in the midst of COVID. It has a small cast and we only have one person touching all of the props. So we don't have to go in throughout the show and sanitize, sanitize, sanitize. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so we've got all of the props set up on a table and we've got a variety of cues. We've got thunder, a train. Um, we're using a 1920 sewing machine to create the sound of a car engine. Um, so yeah, we, we, we kind of just tell the story through through all of those sounds. And, and the great thing about this particular show is that you're able to see the Foley artists make all of these transitions as opposed to, you know, just getting the, the pleasure of listening in. You can also see him create these as well. How cool. Do you have any sound effects you can share with us? Yeah. So I would love to share with you one of them. That's really fun. Um, it's our police siren. I'll go ahead and play that now. Okay, anything else? And um, this one, hopefully you can tell what this one is. Um, We've got our crunching in the snow. It wouldn't be Christmas without snow crunching. Sort of sounds like the way I uh, chew my cereal. (laughs) Yeah, it's basically the same. See, you'd be perfect. (laughs) There's a career for me yet in the theater. (laughs) Earlier, you were talking about making donations to support the theater. Other than since the shows are free, I mean, some of us out there feel that they want to help entertainment here on the island. How can folks make a donation? Yeah, thanks for asking. So um, we we have a couple of ways of donating. You can just give a donation on our website, um, but you can also, the donation link pops up when you're getting tickets. So even though your tickets are free, it asks you if you would like to donate to the theater at that time. So yeah, we encourage you if you if you guys see what you like and you want to support us, we would we would be forever grateful for that. It's, it's challenging, I'm sure, to have a, a theater, a venue that is the size. Well, how many seats are in the theater? I forget. Um, we've got about 305 seats. 305. I mean, it's, a, it's one of the largest uh, theaters that we have on the island there. And uh, it's yeah. in, on such a beautiful part of the island, too. I really like the location of that theater. Yes, me too. It's, it's got quite the view. <laughs> yeah. Well, is there anything else you'd like to add before we go? Uh, no, I don't think so. I just hope that you guys tune in, check out what we're doing. We've got a lot of stuff that you can watch in the comfort of your own home. And yeah, and we look forward to hearing from you guys. You know, there is one thing I forgot to ask you. What are the dates again for those performances? Yeah. So the next show that we have opening, it opens uh, December 11th. So it will run Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And then the following performance we have is Christmas Eve. Mahalo for being a guest on the show today, Courtney. And thanks for keeping entertainment alive here on the Big Island. Absolutely. Thanks, Steve. Aloha. Aloha. Nick Wong is one of the Big Island's rising stars. He started playing drums at an early age and has received some great mentorship from local musicians and producers. He's 17 now and is focused on being a singer-songwriter with a handful of singles that have come out recently. Here's Nick Wong to tell us more. Welcome, Nick. Hey, hey, Steve. Thank you so much for having me. It's great to finally speak to you and do an interview with you. I know we've kind of talked about it uh, here and there. Thank you so much. I have to say, like, um, doing an interview or a podcast right now is like at the time for me is super interesting and weird because, you know, I've been taking kind of a break from the media and everything, which is the exact opposite of what you need to do as like a growing artist too. So in some ways it's really bad, but also it's been really healing because I've, I've been coming out of like a really uninspired kind of state. So I haven't really been writing and stuff, but it's given me a lot of time to, you know, play a lot of guitar and 
that's all good. That's all good. It's uh, it's all part of what you got to do is if you're a musician. Yeah, totally. When did you first become interested in music and why were drums your first choice? I've always really admired drums as an instrument. Ever since I was in kindergarten, one of my best friends, he started playing drums while he was in kindergarten. And I, I was kind of, I thought it was super cool. And I kind of picked it up when I was like four years old or five years old. And I had a teacher only for, it only lasted for maybe two years or so. And I was really not really that serious about it or very interested in it at that point. But come fourth grade, my first teacher and still my teacher today, uh, Lucas Klepsch or Truth Music. And he really took me under his wing and started teaching me drums and everything. And I told him that you know, drums is where I want to, what I want to play because I've always been a drummer. So <laughs> at least when I was four and five, so. And you're a good drummer too, I might add. Oh, oh, thank you so much. Thank you. Besides Luke, uh, who are some of the uh, other professionals on the island that you've worked with? So Luke started teaching me drums and he taught me for a few years. Um, and then I got moved up. He introduced me to Michael Supernaut, <laughs> who is an amazing drummer on the island. I know you know him very well, Steve. And then Michael really took me under his wing, and I am forever grateful to him because, you know, he's taught me so much and continues to teach me so much. And yeah, and then I started studying with Russ McKinnon, who was Barry Manilow's drummer, Tower of Power's drummer for a, nice. for a, a while too, you know, Joe Cocker. He's played all around the world. So he's been my, my drum mentor too for quite some time now. So some great coaches there. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I've been really lucky. You've recently transitioned over from uh, drums to guitar and songwriting. Now, why the switch? I've always been the kind of person who wants to be in the center of the spotlight, you know, <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and being a drummer, you're really there to, to back up the main person, the main, you know, the main performer. If you're a drummer of a band, you're there to right. really just back them up and make them sound good. And I've always, I always told myself that, yeah, that's what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. I'm going to do this for the rest of my life. I'm going to back up the main person, make them sound good. And I think really that was just me lying to myself because when I really <laughs> think about it, really break it down. I've really always wanted to be the guy, you know? And the lead person, yeah. The lead person, yeah. And so, you know, ever since I was playing drums, I was also writing music too while I was a drummer. And I started singing because I was writing music. Like, I would write a lot of the stuff on the piano just because I could just pull out basic chords and stuff. And, you know, it was easy. But, and then I started singing. I never wanted to sing, I never liked singing at all. I still don't really like singing all that much, but I never really liked singing. And I, the only reason I started to sing is because I would make music and I didn't want anyone else to sing on songs that I wrote. So, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. so, you know, I think you've got a great voice and I, the oh, first time thanks. I heard your voice, I was really surprised knowing you the little, I do sing you at shows and on stage there. I thought this guy can sing too. So I was, <laughs> I was amazed. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much. Thank yeah. you. So yes. tell me about your songwriting process. Um, it seems like uh, love is a common theme with what you write about. Yeah, love. And, you know, I guess I don't really shy away too much from the mainstream song topics, but I also don't like to, with every song I write, I really try and make a song about a five second feeling, you know, a three second feeling. You know, lo love is, is definitely one for sure. But what I write about is really about how I'm feeling in the moment when I write 
yeah, it's not really, I don't really have a selective topic that I love to write about because I'll really write about anything if it interests me enough. But yeah. love is, is something that, that everybody can relate to. And that's why it's easy for me to write to as well. Well, love is the, is in your, the title of your latest single, Silver Lining Love. Uh, what was the inspiration for this tune? Or, or should I say, who was the inspiration for this ah, tune? <laughs> my girlfriend, actually, right now, currently... Not that, not, not that I'm going to have a bunch of them, but <laughs> <laughs> didn't mean to say like that, but we were best friends and not all of high school, but for a very good amount of time in high school, we were just best friends and really good friends. I came out of this, the idea of the song is kind of about having a best friend and then you start getting feelings for them and then it turns into a relationship and it's kind of, it's kind of weird because you're trying to hide it from your other friends and then. Uh, a very high school approach, a very teenager approach to a song. But, you know, I think everybody could relate to something like that at maybe some point of their life. But do you want to give a shout out to this, this particular lady? <laughs> Her name's Faith Young. She's amazing, but she's been like one of my number one supporters through the music thing uh, for a very long time. So that's yeah. so, so important to have somebody like that in your life. And congratulations. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. We're going to play uh several lining love in a few minutes here if somebody that's listening to this podcast really likes the tune and wants to hear more of your music where should they start do you should they go to your website and launch off from there well i have music on spotify apple music and like a bunch of different digital listening platforms so really it's whatever digital listening platform you use to listen to your music on it's it's pretty easy just to find if you search up nick wong and then uh, on whatever platform you use, whether it's Spotify, I use Spotify, but Apple music works too. Um, that's mm -hmm. a very, that's a really easy way to find me. And another good way is through YouTube because I have like a YouTube video on, on my channel. And I also have posted a live performance and yeah, it's, it's a fun, it's a fun place to watch video, uh, of me too, without All sounding right. too, too, cocky or anything <laughs> by saying that. No. Yeah. No, YouTube is a great way. So yeah. 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 Great. So why don't you give out your website too? Uh, people might want to see uh, some photos and other things. And then I'm sure you got links to uh, Facebook and such there too. You could, you could go check it out at nickwongmusic.com, but yeah, it's, it's not really finished yet. Well, let's, uh, let's, let's plug a uh, upcoming gig. You've got, uh, you've got a show this Saturday in Kona. Tell right. our listeners about that. Yeah, so I have a show at The View, which is a restaurant here down in Cuyahoga, um, and it's called Kona Wine Nights, and it's a it's an event that The View and yeah, I'm lucky enough to be able to play from eight to nine this Saturday, November fourteenth, at The View for Kona Wine Nights, and I'll be headlining, and yeah, I'm super stoked about it. All right, that's great. It's a, a, a different venue, huh? Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, I'll put a link in the uh, show description for folks to, to find the venue and uh, to your uh, social media links and so forth there. Well, let's close out with a uh, silver lining love and thanks Nick for being a guest on the podcast today and good luck with your career. Thank you so much, Steve. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. I'm too deep in my situations getting out, getting out, getting out, getting out of Weekend, just to get a little 
judging the worth of our relationship too. Listening to the Big Island Beat Podcast. For more info, go to BigIslandMusic.net and follow us on Facebook. Be sure to join us next week for another fun episode. Aloha!